Hi, I'm Taylor. I'm a student and a host of this podcast. Welcome to the Tay Talks podcast, a weekly conversation about wellness, life, travel, and healing. Thank you for joining me along my journey. You can catch me living my best life and being unapologetically me on Instagram at Tay Talks or by visiting my site, justtaytalks.com. Trigger warning, trauma, sexual violence, relationship abuse, intimate partner violence, mental health. This podcast discusses trauma, but should not be seen as a substitute for professional help. This is solely from my own personal experiences and views. sing but very happy to have my few closest friends from college on we have Kayla Carrington and a couple other folks are going to join later so today we're going to wrap up and kind of just reflect on the last year year and a half like COVID world um as a whole, but also us as individuals, how we've grown, things we've learned about each other, about ourselves, and really just having some key reflection from everyone um, that's here in this space today and just talking about, I don't know, life. I feel like with this pandemic, so many people have been reflecting on life as well as implementing a lot of ways to keep themselves sane and keep themselves whole and just practicing a lot of grounding and a lot of, I don't know, just like a lot of life things. And so, yeah, let's let's share these gems with everybody. So if anyone wants to take it away, I can like do a little, we don't really have a structure, listeners. We're kind of just like <laughs> winging it today. But I guess, I guess the first question would be, how has COVID impacted your life? That was a question I had on the scholarship application and I feel like it's relevant. Let's dive in. Um, COVID, I mean, it's impacted everybody. We all know that. It definitely turned life upside down to say the least. It being kicked off from campus, having to move back home so abruptly. Um, not really knowing what the next moves are. Like, I know at the beginning of the pandemic, we were still in, at least, well, we were still in classes. We were still on campus and everything. You had to adapt to being becoming virtual. And then not only that, but being isolated within your own home and then with family members. And, you know, you live with family your whole life. But damn, to go back to it, <laughs> um, it was nice to like be around family, especially during those tying time, tying trying times. But it was overwhelming a little bit because you're trying to learn, you're trying to process this pandemic going on, and then you're trying to get along with your family and not choke each other out while you're all stuck in the house. Um, and then now it's kind of like you adapt to everything. I definitely. Over COVID, I worked a lot. So like aside from those, what was it, like two, three weeks that everybody had to be in the home, I um, just did school that whole time. And then my store, because I work at Children's Place, it opened back up. So I was able to go back to work and I was working 
full time plus overtime hours. So for me, I was one of the fortunate ones that was able to continue to work, not only my job, my work study at school, and I was able to save up. And unfortunately, it was able to lead me to get my first car. Yay! I personally haven't, I never um, caught COVID. I, my family members, they weren't really affected by COVID the way others have been. So I, I did end up being one of those fortunate people throughout this pandemic that wasn't impacted by COVID the way millions of others were. So unfortunately, I can't give my perspective on a negative side, but I'm definitely grateful to have went through this pandemic without um, knowing a major loss. Yeah, absolutely. Carrington, I saw that you were ready to talk um, earlier. Yes, I am. Okay. Hello, everyone. Um, so I would say that COVID affected me in a way that I really had time to just sit back and really, really reevaluate what I would like myself, like what's going on internally, um, what's going on around me. Because normally, like before COVID really hit, I feel like I spent a lot of time trying to keep myself busy, um, not really being honest with myself about a lot of things. It was just keeping myself busy, making plans, um, you know, a lot of running around on campus um, and not really taking the time to um, really be involved in my mental health and just myself in general. Um, I feel like once COVID hit, it was just a big old wake up call. It was just a like, hey, what are you doing? Like, stop, you know, that's a little um, self-destructive. What are you doing? Like, I it was just a lot of like really having the time to look at, um, you know, what I, what was I doing? You know, who was I? What did I want? What um, really works for me and not just what I think works for me because it works for other people. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like around May was when, um, I don't know what it was, but it felt like a shift of just, um, like it, I feel like May, I spent a lot of time just crying for no reason and a lot of reasons, but I feel like it was because it was a lot of just, I needed to, and I wasn't allowing myself to feel and, um, you know, just really sit with my emotions, I feel like. And yeah, I don't know. I just think it was a great way for me to really just pause on, you know, distracting myself all the time and actually like, you know, taking care of myself. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like for me, COVID forced me to rest. Um, I definitely was living a very on the go lifestyle, um, not taking space for myself and holding space for everybody else. Um, I had a negative experience with COVID. I would say both negative and positive. Negative in terms of I had a lot of close family friends that passed away due to COVID. Um, a lot of my friends were exposed to COVID, especially when we got back to campus in the fall. Um, my best friend was exposed to uh, COVID um, you know, tested positive, like, a couple months ago, and, like, I was exposed, and I was in quarantine probably, like, four times during this school year, um, and so I feel like, for me, it was definitely a challenge, uh, but I also, I feel like during COVID, I learned a lot of boundaries, like, I remember fall semester, I really didn't want to be around a lot of people, and it wasn't COVID-related, it was, like, because of other reasons, but I like set that space for myself to, to practice boundaries, like saying no and not being ashamed of saying no, not feeling guilty for saying no, saying no and being, being okay with it. And even I remember my, my birthday, I, it was in October. So I had a, like a COVID birthday and I didn't want to, or pandemic birthday, I feel like COVID birthday is so wrong, pandemic birthday. And I didn't want to be around anybody, just wanted to be around my very close friends. That's it. Did a more birthday party, 
didn't want to celebrate. I didn't want like, woo! I didn't want to be in like in the club or whatever. At that time, like you could do like a little small gathering here on campus. I think it was like max 25 people. I don't want any of that. All I wanted was like my close intimate friends to be at like a dinner table. We got food and that's it. And like we hung out, chilled, right? Um, and I feel like even in that space, I really wanted to just appreciate and, and take and hold space for like the people that really meant a lot to me and the people who have been by my side through thick and thin, you know? And um, and yeah, and similar to Kayla, I also worked during the pandemic. I was home from March to June and then I worked the entire summer and I was really helpful in terms of just getting out and getting space. Um, being home was a lot for me and definitely struggled with taking online classes. I struggled with being in a space that wasn't my own because I had so much independence when I was away at school. And it was really hard to navigate that for me. Um, but I also think if this pandemic didn't happen, I wouldn't have started my podcast. You know, it was encouraged actually by you all and others, right? To just like go for it. I would videotape myself on Snapchat, like crying and talking about life and like all the bad things that were happening to me right before the pandemic started and wanted to make something out of it. And I think that if I wasn't taking those three and a half hour long walks um, every day during when everything was closed, just to get some sanity away from my parents. Um, yeah, this podcast wouldn't have started because that's where, that's really where it's, it started. It started from me talking in my phone and just venting and and creating this space so i'm really grateful in a sense for the pandemic because i think it's allowed me to start and try different things and also allowed me to set boundaries um but yeah i, I think it's going to be kind of a weird feeling oh can i just add on um i think with covid it definitely me personally made me open up a little bit more so all my friends know I do not I'm not an emotional person I don't share emotions and nor do I because I never think anything is important so I don't I'm not one to open up or share anything but I realized with COVID and everything being through FaceTime or through text messaging you kind of they can't read your body language you know it's not something where they can question everything because they're like I know something's wrong I can see it in your face. I can see it in the way you're sitting or standing. Something was wrong. You have to, I definitely had to get comfortable with my friends, especially now that we have this group club quarantine. It gave me that safe space. Even if it wasn't within that group chat, it was the people within the group chat. And we all have our own individual relationships, even though we all connect in one space. We all have our person that we each go to. And I definitely found my people within this group. And like who I can share certain things with or when and where I can open up. And then I feel a little bit more comfortable sharing my emotions. I still, I still, I will admit, I still do not share my emotions as much as I can. But I think throughout COVID, I definitely kind of like um, gotten better and grew as an individual, as a young adult with kind of understanding my own emotions and how I can share how I'm feeling to not only improve myself in my situations, but possibly help others and put them feeling comfortable with that because I'm open, they can be open with me. Yeah, absolutely. You both mentioned feelings and emotions and I can definitely um, describe or relate to that. Um, COVID actually allowed me to <laughs> force me to feel all the things that have been trapped in my body. And I've never been a more emotional person. As y'all know, like when you first met me, I was very like cold and like would just say hi and that's it. Um, it took a while for me to really like open up, but I don't cry. And that was never a thing until this pandemic started. And I literally now cry probably twice, at least twice a week. Um, and, and I feel it like, and I, I think even just this semester, that's been one of my goals in therapy is really just to process all the emotions that I'm feeling instead of trapping them away. And so all now to say is like, let's dive into some of those feelings, some of those emotions of what, what are some of those, those feelings that you were feeling during COVID? Like, was it 
sadness? Was it joy, frustration, anger? I sound like my therapist, but she. Okay, um, I'll go first. So I think um, my emotions were just very heightened, even though I'm already, ex I'm, I was already an extremely emotional person in general, but like being, you know, like having the time to feel my emotions made them that much um, stronger and actually, you know, dissecting why I was feeling the ways that I felt because a lot of times I would just feel things and kind of not try and, you know, think about, hey, well, why do you feel sad right now? Or why are you angry? Like, I just feel the emotions and then, um, you know, move on and nothing really, you know, nothing really sticks or nothing really stuck. But, um, you know, I really feel like I have the time to actually feel what my emotions are, which in general made, you know, I'm still, I'm still sensitive. It's, it, it didn't change, but now I can really like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a lot more, um, you know, intellectual emotionally. I will say that I feel like I'm a lot better with understanding my emotions. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like now I also, you know, whenever I feel happy, I don't just feel, you know, I, I, you know, I also kind of dissect that too, you know, like, oh, well, what made me happy? Not just, you know, like, oh, I just randomly feel happy, whatever. Maybe this feeling will go away, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, you know, I'm feeling happy right now. What is making me happy? Is it the coffee that I just got? Did someone say, hey, I really like your outfit today? You know, it's just like, yeah, it's just feeling all the emotions. But, you know, actually spending time and dissecting them. Um, I think emotion-wise, I was definitely feeling lonely. And like, there's a, a clear difference from feeling lonely and actually being alone. And um, I definitely, in the beginning, more so I felt lonely because I'm somebody that needs to be around people. Like I won't go looking for love, but uh, knowing people are around me constantly and you, you that's why most of the time you'll see me with friends. I don't feel alone because I know, even though we may not be sitting there keep keying it up, but at that moment, I'm still with somebody. I'm not alone. You know what I mean? And I've also, I don't get sad. So I'm not even gonna say I was really ever sad, but um, I realized that I'm definitely somebody that likes attention. Um, and when I don't get that attention, I tend to, I start feeling lonely again. Then I get anxious. And then I get bored. And when you have all those feelings kind of mixed together, it leads to a recipe that's not great. Um, but emotion-wise, I definitely started getting happier towards the towards now because I was able to understand those emotions and then act on them. And then being able to express those emotions to friends and for them to just be there to listen and not just comment on every single thing I had to say was helpful. So then at that point, I started feeling less lonely. And I think now my emotions are less feeling alone or feeling lonely and more like excited because I know in the fall, I'll start seeing more of my friends um, and more confident because I definitely started off the pandemic feeling not confident. I wasn't comfortable and I wasn't happy. Now I'm at the point where I'm happier, confident and getting more comfortable with myself and I feel loved. So, you know, moving up in life. Yes. Can I add on to that really quickly? Go for um, it. Yeah, the loneliness thing is very much felt over here. I think that that was something that I couldn't differentiate before, um, like being lonely and feeling alone. Like, you know, those two are not synonymous, but like, I always thought it was, and I'd always be like, oh, well, I don't have a bunch of people around me. Like, you know, I don't have a boyfriend. Like I'm so alone. No, I'm not alone. I've got, 
you know, my friends, I've got my family, I've got myself, which that is something that like, I've really, really gotten better at, um, you know, it's just being with myself. That was something I was not good at before. I would always feel so out of place whenever I was alone somewhere um, or just in my room by myself. I couldn't just be by myself and enjoy my own company. But now I feel like I really enjoy my own company. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Wait, can we also talk about FOMO? Because I know Taylor and Carrington, you both definitely brought up feeling FOMO a lot. And at first, I don't know what the hell that was. And then when I fully understand, I was like, oh shit, I'm kind of, oh, am I allowed to curse? I'm so sorry. Yes, go for it. <laughs> this is an express like, platform. I was like, wow, because I didn't know what it was. So when you guys said it, I was just like, okay. But then once I understood it, I was like, I do feel, you know, like I'm left out of certain situations sometimes, but at the same, or I feel like I'm missing out on certain things within, I remembered I'm in the middle of a pandemic and we're not going to always be able to hang out the way other people are hanging out. Um, and then also remember, I'm in the middle of all my friends. And Taylor, you in New York, you in Syracuse, Carrington is down Okay, I won't say down south, but she in South Jersey, Tina's in South Jersey. It's remembering that I can also make my own fun times and not have to rely on others to have fun. And that's definitely something I learned during this pandemic. Yeah, I would just echo that. I feel like for me, it's, I found the light and found some joy and like no longer feel like heavy-weighted emotions. And through that process though, I've been able to discover myself, like discover things that bring me joy. So whether that's going for long walks or going to the cafe and sitting and reading a book or buying myself a pair of Heelys and like living out my childhood, you know, like all those things. And I think that this time that we are in right now, like our age group, our generation, this is crucial. Like this time is so crucial to just like enjoying enjoying being alone and not attached to someone like enjoying to like to find and, and discovering like yourself discovering who you are and I think so much so this year has helped me discover myself that I'm now now I feel ready and affirmed and assured that if I do get into a relationship whether that's a platonic relationship or an intimate relationship or to teammate whatever it is right that I'll know how to set those boundaries and things that I didn't know before that I'll know when to say yes or no, and that I'll know when enough is too much for me. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that definitely with, with self-discovery, it helps you to figure out not just who you are, but like figure out what works for you. And I think even now we all are, <laughs> believe it or not, we're going into our senior year of college, right? And so thinking about life after college, what what does that look like? We only have one opportunity for all of us to be in the same space, right? Like, it's so weird. Once we graduate, you know, we're not going to see each other all the time, right? And we're not going to be like in the campus center, in the cafeteria, or like taking the bus to school, whatever the case is together. Like we, it's so like, college is such an interesting concept. I was talking about this to a friend the other day, because we've been with each other at school since fifth grade and next year you know once we graduate we're not going to be <laughs> with each other going to school and I think it's a great time to embrace that like in, this is the one time in your life where I, what I've noticed is like you can really embrace everything you know you can mess up and it'll be okay and like you figure it out right and whatever the case is but yeah cheers cheers to self-discovery and all of us just figuring out what brings us joy? Oh, I love that for us, period. Yes, that was long-winded speech, but I just, I don't know, that makes me so happy. Like, huh? We came a long way, I will say yeah. that. We yeah. Really, yeah, the difference, the, the four-year difference between going into college and almost leaving like right now is, it's great. It's nice to think about, you know, like, yeah, sometimes you look back on some things and you kind of cringe, but, you know, 
it builds character um yeah <laughs> yeah definitely um we definitely matured I can say that much um the memories I have because we started before even our freshman year we went in as like pre-freshmen and although me and Taylor we weren't close Taylor and I excuse me we weren't close yet come freshman year we had knew of each other and we became close me and Carrington we were close roommates um (laughs) And those relationships definitely evolved. And I'm glad that even though, Taylor, you are at Syracuse right now, our friendship never really changed and never faltered and I never questioned it. And that's something that college will do. I don't think high school could do it, but college will definitely give you those bonds. And it shows how strong those bonds are, especially through this pandemic. Thank y'all for being great friends. Not up to us. Like I, I definitely feel and hold space for that because I think it's really hard to find true friends. And definitely feel like y'all, everyone else in our in our club quarantine, you know, we've we've held space for each other in a lot of different ways. Whether it's you know family deaths, traumas. Um, moving to different places, right? Transferring to different schools, starting businesses, you know, family members and like going through relationships and just going through the struggles of class and different professors. I think we've we've been through quite a lot, you know, and and I think we definitely matured and in a way we've grown each other and, and I agree, I don't think this bond would have stayed so true and so genuine um if it wasn't for college and in the college experience like this is the this is what they talk about you know like older people and they're like yeah like gonna meet you know your best friends in college these are the people that are gonna be there for you these are the people that are gonna you know be your kid's godfather or like be your bridesmaid or your best man at your wedding whatever and I used to be like ah, eh, like I don't really think it's gonna happen but like okay and and sure enough, I, I really do. And, and I I think over the time I've lost a lot of, I think especially this year, I've lost a lot of friends. And I realized that those friends probably weren't weren't my friends. And y'all know like I'm really big in like the universe and everything happens for a reason. And I really think that like the people that are in my life and that have been my grounding support system and not just like we all we'll be like, hey, like we check each other, like, hey, I don't really think that's a good idea, or like, hey, you know maybe reconsider that or no, like you're in the wrong. And I think having those friends that really check on you and put you in your place, but also support and guide you. Like those are the people I want on my, like my executive board, you know, my personal e-board is, and as I like to call it. And I think that it's really important to have that. And so, yeah, just, yeah. Holding space for our friendship. Go us, round of applause. Woo! <laughs> we all definitely need that group though. And club quarantine was, I'm sorry, but it was that group because every single person in club quarantine not only was there for conversation, but we supported and uplifted each other. Like Taylor said, you need those friends. And not only that, but each and every single one of us within that group was comfortable sharing our accomplishments within that group without feeling judged. And you don't want to be around people or have those friends where you can't share your accomplishments with because they don't want to see you move up unless they're moving up too. You know what I mean? And so within this group, Taylor was starting your own business. And I believe every single one of us was there to support. And we were happy to. Carrington, you got your internship. All of us were there to support. You know, Fina was her internship. She's doing her thing. Kayla, even Alita. Even though Alita's a little scared sometimes, we're all there to support one another. And I think that was very important because I'm not one to share my accomplishments because I never think they're big but you guys always made my even little accomplishments feel great and feel like they were important so when they're important to other people of course it's even more important to you so I think this group club quarantine was really that group like and everybody needs a group like that and if you ever feel uncomfortable with a friend they're not really your friend 
Yeah, absolutely. And I want to just add on to that. You made a, a key point um, about having like a circle of friends, right? That are cheering you on and supporting you in your high moments, right? Um, I laugh because I have removed myself out of a toxic friendship as I probably have talked to you all about. And it was very hard for me because we were very close and connected in a lot of ways, but I recognized that this individual and, and group of people would applaud me, you know, for my accomplishments, but also like were wishing that I would fail, you know? And at the same time, like they really enjoyed when drama and, and craziness was centered around my world. But then when I accomplished X, Y, and Z goals, like they weren't really there, right? And I think that to the listeners, like this is something that I think a lot of people experience and it's really hard to navigate those friendships. And I kind of just want to ask y'all, like, what kind of advice would you share to people that are in friendships that may not be as supportive and, and what that looks like? Because like you said, Kayla, everyone needs a, a friend group like Club Quarantine, like for real, for real. I think that we have individual relationships with each other you know, Lita was my roommate, you know, Fina and I were on and off at a, at a point in time, right? Like I didn't meet Kayla. Um, like I wasn't really connected to her when I was on campus, but connected with her kind of like a little bit after I left, you know, and, and in a way, and, and as a whole, we all are connected in one way, right? And so we bring so many different things to the table. There's so many different personalities, right? And and I and even just energy wise, I always talk about Carrington is always this person that's like super joyful and like smiley and just like bubbly, right? And and just this playful kid energy that I think we as adults we all have to bring out our inner child, you know. And and I think that yeah, we just we mesh very well with each other, and we we support each other and that's what I love about it so much like we we really just support each other and there's no like you said I forgot who said this but there's no like animosity or jealousy or like negative aura it's and uh, like even the littlest things like hey I did my I, my Carrington and I talk about this all the time like finally folded my laundry and like my mountain that was like piling up that's an accomplishment even that like we make jokes TikTok so yeah, what are some advice or tips that you'd give to, to folks if A, they're not in a healthy friendship or B, ways to like really have a healthy friendship? Maybe even Kayla sharing about what it's like for you to, to have a hard time with sharing your accomplishments, but then receiving that like affirming support from your friends. Like, what does that feel like for you? Yeah, I know a lot of questions, a lot of reflection, but you got it. Well, as someone who has gone through multiple friends in the past four years of college, um, I think my biggest takeaway was um, the reason why I was so afraid of losing friends was because I'd always think I'd never have any other friends who would want to like, you know, support me or be in my corner, even though a lot of the friends that I did have in the beginning, they weren't supporting me and they really weren't in my corner. It was just like Taylor said, whenever there was chaos, that's when they'd come a running. And I think what I would have to say is there are so many people on this earth and so many people who are going to be like, your soul people <laughs> I don't know what else to say but I'm gonna say your soul people your like friendship you know kind of soulmates you're going to find them you know through different things and you know there's just so many people in the world you know so even if you feel like you're never going to find any other friends who aren't you know gonna be people you could call up or depend on believe me they're gonna come around those people are going to come around like and it doesn't even have to be like you know because I feel like in college one thing that was um that I would always dwell on was having a, like that friend group um that it wasn't organic it really was you know like forced um like my first college friend group was like very much forced um just to have a group of friends and 
like for me it was like you know just focus on like what you love about like individuals as individuals and like not searching for like you know a friend group or like the perfect friend group that like you see on tv you know just like focusing on your one friendship and I feel like that is where you can like kind of draw the line because I feel like you know if you make up your own little friend group out of just having just trying to have one it's going to be a lot of like not seeing the signs of somebody who is not for you or not in your corner um but yeah I don't know (laughs) I don't know where I was going with this but you know just like individual friendships became like very important for me and I think that that's what's important and then you know the friend group kind of organically comes together you know like you meet somebody they're great you meet another person they're great and then they meet each other somehow and boom you're all going out to get pizza like it's not you know that's that's all I really wanted to say yeah I would just add to that really quickly when you mentioned forced friend group I was just thinking about like organizations that I'm involved in and how everyone says like when you get to college like join this join this be a part of this be a part of that right and that's how you make friends and I realized that a lot of my forced friendships and were because I was involved in these organizations that I felt like I had to be friends with them because I was involved in these organizations so I would say too like if you are in a fraternity or a sorority or you're on the soccer team or you're I don't know, on the rugby team or you're on debate club, like you don't have to be friends with the people that you are involved in these like clubs and organizations with. They can be your, your friendly, a friendly face, right? But they don't have to be your, your friends. And I I used to use this term like friendship very carefully growing up. I never used to call like people my friends um, unless I'd like really had a good relationship with them and I kind of lost that when I got to college and was just like okay yeah it's like everyone's my friend um and I remember I even like my, my best friend in eighth grade we were leaving we we're both going to different high schools and she was like oh are we friends and I was like no we're not friends and like I literally flat like to this day we laugh about it we've been friends ever since but friendship is is a is a, a term I feel like we all have to use like carefully like in terms of selecting our friends and and just those forced friendships at least for me really came from you know a lot of those unhealthy forced friendships I think came from the organizations I was involved in because I felt obligated to be friends with them and and even though it was hurtful and I now reflect on the year and and really just removing myself from that environment where I'm like wow like I feel free you know and and now I have a great friend group that I think is a is a mixture of of individuals I'm in organizations with but like our conversations we rarely talk about the organizations that we're involved in and the clubs we're involved in you know it comes up once in a while but we talk about other things and there's no drama like it's just friends supporting each other and I love that and it took me a while to find my own club quarantine at my new school when I transferred. Um, but I'm so glad that I was able to really just figure that out the my junior year and um, and just holding space. You know, I had different friend groups and different people that didn't mesh with each other. But I, I think that that force piece is so like that was such a great point, Carrington, because I think a lot of us especially when we're in new environments, like we try to just force these relationships and and we can't do that. Like you got to let it happen organically and authentically, because if it doesn't, I really do believe like that's where you miss those, those signs. You miss, you miss the, oh my gosh, wait a minute. They weren't even applauding me for getting, being in the 4.0 club. They were applauding me because people were talking bad about me or applauding me because my, my picture was getting thrown in the group chat. Like, that's not a friend you want, you know, you want a friend that's going to uplift you, but at the same time, be like, hey, sis, like, you look great, but I don't think it was appropriate to, like, say this comment, right, or I don't think it was, you know, appropriate to curse that man out on the street in your work clothes with your work ID on, you know, like, and and having those friends that are there, but also having those friends to check in on you, like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a minute, you know, like, 
that mutual friendship, the intentional friendship. So yeah, this forced relationships really just made me think about my life. So thank you. <laughs> and it's funny that you talk about, oh, sorry, go ahead, Carrington. No, you're good. Now, I was just gonna uh, touch on your friendship comment, Taylor, because you say you are very particular when you call people friends. For me, I've always been somebody that kind of just threw the word around. So I call everybody my friend. Everybody my friend. You my friend. I just met you yesterday. But we were cool. We said hi to each other. Now you're my friend. But I have my people, if that makes sense. Like, I have my close friends. And I don't have one best friend. I call everybody that I'm close to that I count as a person as a best friend. And I've never, because I've never really agreed with that, oh, you can only have one best friend type of rule. Because at the end of the, at the end of the day, each of my best friends, we all have our own individual different relationships. And then we talk about different things than I probably talk about another friend. But then my advice would be, like you said, don't force relationships. But I've always told my friends this. I think Karen and I told you this. Do not go looking for a friendship. You can't go looking for friendships or any type of relationship because those are the times that you tend to get hurt. And a lot of the times, true friendships, like 100% like genuine friendships, come naturally and I think that's what happened I'm sorry this went so I don't know if you can hear me but um Carrington we became best friends from being roommates Taylor me and you became best friends by sitting we knew of each other and we were never forced to be friends by our parents our parents knew each other but we sat next to each other in sociology and then after that study buddies it was a wrap I don't know how that creates a friendship but it did and then the introductions to other people throughout club quarantine that created different friendships as well. And all those friendships that I created also, like Carrington said, when you meet other people in different situations, those friendships come, become created, but you weren't looking for those friendships. They just happen. And those tend to become the most genuine friendships. Um, yeah, that was pretty much my advice. I had something else, but I forgot. So if I remember, I'll bring it back up. I agree with you on the throwing the friend label around loosely. I definitely did a lot of that, um, you know, the first couple of years in, you know, college um, before COVID. And I was like, you know, were the, was that really my friend? Like, why was I telling this person that I met two days ago at a party about my business? You know, it was just a lot of, um, you know, I feel like for me, I'm very, very much a chatty Kathy. I just like to talk. Um, <laughs> I just like to, you know, I like to talk and I don't really, you know, I don't, um, I'm not too hard on myself for that because I'm just a very talkative person. But it was like, you know, there's a difference between like just talking and telling your business that I didn't know the, I didn't know where the line was. Um, yeah, that's something that I definitely learned about friendships. Okay, I remember. I remember now. Um, my thing of friendships is you want to be around people who will tell you about yourself. And so everybody knows that I, I'm not the best liar. I don't, I don't kiss ass. Taylor knows this, Carrington, you know this. Do, you don't have to kiss everybody's ass. And if you feel like you have to kiss that so-called friend's ass, they're not your friend. And if you don't feel comfortable telling your truth or telling how you feel to that so-called friend, they're not really your friend. And if you feel like you can't be honest with them, like how Taylor, you said, if they see you doing something wrong and they're not telling you you're wrong, are those really your friends? And those are some questions that you have to ask yourself when you're getting into these friends. Because if you're acting stupid and they just watch you act stupid, they laughing at you. They're, not laugh they're never laughing with you laughing at you and you always kind of have to remember that you don't ever want a friend group that's laughing at you because they're not your friend you want a friend group that y'all can talk y'all can talk shit about each other but at the end of the day you're correcting each other and if you're gonna talk shit say it to each other and not behind each other's back and if you're gonna ask and you feel like you need correction make sure it's comfortable telling you those corrections and you should also be be willing to hear it because if they're your friend, they'll tell you things you don't want to hear. And that's because they want to see you grow. They want to see you get better. 
and the only way for you to get better is for you to get constructive criticism. So, I don't know. Friendship, it's 50-50. You have to be able to give as well as get. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that was so bittersweet, just holding space for this friendship talk. Well, I think, I think this is some great quality reflection. Like I'm really, I really love that for us. Um, something that judge that was in English. <laughs> something that jogged my memory, excuse me. Um, of course I forgot it. Carrington, you said it. Oh, um, telling people oh. about your business, got it. Right. Um, and how to navigate that. I think that that's something that I struggle with too because I like to talk a lot as you all know, and I, I'm also a pretty open book. Like if I'm struggling and someone else is struggling or vice versa, or like I, the way I connect to people is by storytelling. And I also need to learn to just listen. Um, and I've been learning that in quarantine, like just listen. Sometimes people just need you to listen and not really give advice or not whatever. But I think that's definitely a hard thing um, is opening up. And like, I definitely, for the friendships that I did lose, I was like, oh, I kind of feel a little like guilty. Like maybe I shouldn't have told them my life story. Like now they know all, all these things about me. But at the same time, I'm also like, eh, it is what it is. But I feel like when you're, when you're just meeting someone for the first time, it's like, I call it friendship dates. Like if you're meeting someone for the first time, you're like, okay, like let's go out to lunch, whatever. I think that's like your conversation right? Like I'm going to meet someone for lunch on Sunday. Don't know this person, met them once by like introducing, someone introduced us and we're like, okay, like, let's grab lunch before we both head out. And, and I feel like my, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, by the way, like I was assaulted and like I was in a very toxic relationship and like now I'm having like dating problems and I'm also like struggling in school. Like I don't even talk about that, but I feel like surface level stuff, like maybe I talk about my business. I just um, had this leadership uh, seminar a couple days ago, and it was talking about like corporate level conversations. Like when you're in your corporate job, you're not talking about like all the awards that you won or like, you know, your small business hustle, your side gig, or like your marriage problems, right? Like you're talking about the game. And then you're talking about like maybe your favorite hobbies and things like that. Like, I think for me, my, my probably like I don't know, new friend, new person, like conversation is probably going to be like about wellness or like about the current state of life and not necessarily about my life. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people just struggle with that. And also I do feel like though, you have to kind of go with the flow because if you don't go with the flow and then it's not authentic and then that goes into that whole conversation we said, like you want to have an authentic like friendship and relationship. So if you start off with like it being a pre like scripted you know conversation and stuff then it won't be authentic I'm kind of rambling right now but I just thought that was an interesting point because I feel like a lot of people struggle with that and like just letting it all loose <laughs> when they first like meet a friend or like the first couple of like days of talking to someone or whatever the case is and then you're like oh shit like that's that wasn't a friend and like now they know everything and like now they, they may like and that's when like overthinking comes in like oh are they going to use this stuff against me you know um I think even too like when I got sick and I like had tumor like I didn't I told people who like didn't give a shit about me you know and it was like why did I tell those people and I thought they did and then it, like it's just, like little things so yeah again rambling I'm just doing some my own personal reflection out loud sorry <laughs> I feel like for me, um, when I was in high school, I feel like I was very, very um, guarded with, I was very guarded, right? So when I got into college, I was like, Carrington, nope, you need to open up. Like you can't, you know, you can't hold yourself back. Like who cares, you know? Who cares what other people are like thinking about you, which is a good philosophy to have. And I'm glad that I developed that philosophy because like normally I feel like I'm in my own little world and that's good 
but then sometimes I forget like, okay, you're in your own little world, but you don't notice the red flags that are going up around you with other people. And that, that was my problem. I couldn't read. Um, I couldn't tell, I was, I couldn't, I was colorblind with flags. Um, yeah, the green ones looked red, the red ones looked green. And I couldn't just like, I couldn't differentiate like when somebody was like, like clowning me and like to my face, or if, um, you know, they were genuinely just like, you know, goofing off with me, like, actually, like they were laughing with me, you know, that was like, um, yeah, disclosure is something that I'm still working on. Cause sometimes I either share too little, like I'm definitely a little more guarded now but I feel like sometimes I share a little, like too little, or I don't, or I share too much. Like there's, it's, it's finding the middle ground. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, I, so you guys talked about opening up a lot or like you guys talk a lot or sometimes not enough. I don't ever talk enough. And um, I think one of those reasons is because I don't ever trust anything or anyone and that's something that I definitely have to fix it has my trust for people in general has gotten better don't know where that stemmed from never really been hurt never really and nobody's really ever been dishonest with me but because I've seen my friends or family go through certain things that kind of walls build and I guess that goes on friendship my friends try to tear this wall down so much so much but in such a genuine positive way and those friends that I these friends that I have it's not because they want to be nosy and they want to know my business it's because they want for me to know that as my friend they have my back and they're not here to hurt me but to uplift me and protect me and I guess that can go on in like some of my advice my trust definitely needs to get better and when trust is given trust is earned and I think that's very important because I can't expect people to trust me without me trusting anybody else and I can't believe I'm doing this because I, I never talk up like I'm 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 not quiet but I'm not vocal in a public situation if that makes sense so this is definitely this podcast right now is definitely pushing me um out of my comfort zone but I feel more comfortable because I know I'm not doing it alone. I have people that I trust doing it with me. So thanks for this platform, Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing and just being vulnerable. I think that equally for me, it's I'm struggle with talking and opening up, believe it or not. Um, as you all know, it's very hard for me, but I think the best way that I've been able to express myself is either by journaling or doing this, um, talking to nobody. <laughs> and like my Snapchat stories, like I literally just talk to myself, whoever listens, listens cool, but it's just like my space to vent. And I've definitely found comfort in talking things out. Hey there listeners, it's Taylor. I'm popping in really quick and interrupting this episode to tell you about a surprise. So I'm going to authorize a 25% off code to be used in your cart when you check out on my website, justtaytots.com for any item that's in stock. If you use the code FRIENDSHIP, one word, no capital letters, all lowercase, FRIENDSHIP, you can get 25% off. And with that, I just want to say that I am having new merchandise being released. Go check it out. And thank you all so much for just supporting me and encouraging me and listening. And your support means the world. And while I'm here, if you haven't uh, given a couple stars, left a rating, left a comment, please do so because it helps reach more listeners more age groups more people and this is really great information that I think a lot of people benefit from as most of you all have told me so please any any comments would be really great if you can leave a rating and I appreciate your love your support your
your positive words, affirmations, all of that. I think I just really like want to hold space for that too. Like I really felt that because it's something that I've struggled with the last couple of like weeks and really just wanting to be like, I want to be more open and I want to talk about things, but like I'm kind of reserved and it's hard. It's definitely hard, but yeah, friendships. Oh, I love this. I love this. This is such a great combo. Thank you. I feel like as I'm like trying to come up with what I'm going to say, I'm also like, I'm like, wait a second. Are we having realizations? Like I, yeah, we're just really getting in there. I feel like today. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful that I have you guys to um, like that. I know I can call or text you guys whenever I'm feeling real down. Like I know I can depend on you. And that's something that like, um, you know, like I genuinely can say now, I feel like I used to say it for everyone because I thought, you know, like everyone like was on, you know, you know, everyone was on my team, you know, like I knew, like, I thought I could go to anyone with my problems because like, they were just like, they were right there, you know, we were in person. Um, but I feel like, you know, this group um, and just quarantine in general kind of made me understand like who really like I can call if I am having, you know, a not so great day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, emphasis on like, we're really getting deep here. I feel like I'm in therapy. Um, and like, that's good, both good and bad. I, I definitely feel like I'm going to journal after this because a lot of like revelations, like realizations, they say revelations all the time, like freshman year of college. But yeah, I just, <laughs> can't wait to see you, body. Yeah, I just feel like I'm having a, like an eye-awakening moment right now. Um, and just processing so much. Also, I don't know why I'm like out of breath right now. My heart is like beating so fast. Maybe it's because it's all this talking. But yeah, I'm just, I'm very, very, very grateful. And just to emphasize that too for, for our friendship and just how we have flourished, you know, four years later and we are still connected. We are miles apart. I haven't seen most of y'all since I left. And that's crazy. Like, I think the, the most recent person I saw was Kayla and that was it. Like, I haven't, I mean, we thankful for technology because we call each other FaceTime. We had our Zooms during club, uh, like during quarantine and we like actually had like club quarantine parties. Um, and yeah, I'm just very grateful that we have a friendship that I, I know is going to continue to flourish and develop. And I'm, I'm just so excited to see where this goes. Like this is our last year of college and everyone's always like already making like so many different changes, doing so many different amazing things. And just whether it's self, you know, school, career wise, educational wise, like whatever. But yeah, thank you all so much for, for hopping on. <laughs> I don't know if you had anything else to add. I was trying to hold out for Fina, but um, I know she is in her internship. But um, if if there isn't anything else, we can wrap um, it up. Thank you for having me. Thank you for this conversation. It was great. It was. I didn't know I needed it, but it was nice. Yeah, this is really nice. I'm I'm just oh, I'm filled with so much love. <laughs> thank you thank you both so much for your time and your vulnerability your advice your gems okay i just have to sing oh i wish i could be a singer but okay <laughs> do it <laughs> just do it today just sign me up <laughs> yeah just sign up for the voice i don't know no, but you got this i'll do that be the singer you want to be inner child my dreams <laughs> Thank you for having no, me. I, I'll tell you what it is. I do not want to see you go there and get your feelings hurt. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to hype us up. You know, we gotta do. We gotta do what we 
what we want, you know? Okay, thank you. Life is short. Do what you want. Life is short. Live your best motherfucking life. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having us. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into Tay Talks this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and be sure to tune in next week. If you have any updates, advice, stories, any tea you want to share with me, feel free to follow me at Tay Talks on Instagram and send me your messages. Stay safe.